Welcome to the Mary's Mentors podcast. My name is Mary Rose. And I'm Mary Letitia. And we want to welcome you to our podcast about everything to do with life and business. <laughs> I know it sounds like we scripted that. That was absolutely completely improv and I'm very proud of us. So today, we've for the last several episodes, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, you've listened to some previous episodes. If not, go back and listen to those because we talk a lot about... So the last several days, we've talked a lot about... Or the, when I say days, they're going to all be back-to-back when, when they're all uploaded. Uh, for the last several episodes, we've really talked a lot about human design. And while we love that topic, we're going to switch gears today, but... Before we start actually on the topic that we've chosen, we, we love to start our episodes talking about things that we love or podcasts that we've listened to or books that we're reading or shows that we've watched. So what do you have to share with us this week, Miss Mary? Uh, well, Mindset Mentor is always fabulous. Um, his, his episode this week was really good. Or he, he put, comes out with three episodes a week. I was like, man, talk about an overachiever. But his episode, he was actually talking about how he batches, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, also finishing up uh, Atomic Habits for the second time with James Clear. That, that's a fabulous, fabulous book. I will probably be done with that today. Um, and then the new podcast that I found this week was The School of Greatness. And super long when he interviews people, but really great content. So um, just learning a lot about people who are out there, entrepreneurs and people who are super successful. And, and I think that that's really important to keep in the forefront of productivity is to listen to other people who are doing the right things. Absolutely. Um, I was, you know, of course I, I feel like because I've been reading a book for lots of time, I haven't really been reading any fiction books right now. So I don't have a lot of recommendations there. Um, but if you haven't been catching the impeachment trial, that's, that's a wild, that's a wild listen and watch. I, I watched some of that yesterday. Um, but I have been also checking out a podcast from a couple comedians that I really enjoy. Um, Jacqueline Novak and Kate Berlant, and they do this podcast called Poog <laughs> and Poog is goop spelled backwards. And it's basically everything about Gwyneth Paltrow's quest to enlighten us and make us more healthy they're dissecting and talking about like their own kind of wellness obsessions what they've um what and one of the things that they talked about recently that i thought was interesting was that um airports are our most and they use the word and i had to look it up liminal spaces meaning they are so where we are all almost rendered equal in a way in an airport and and that because we are between the coming and the going and the going and the coming that it's almost kind of like a purgatorial liminal space it's just it was really stupid um it, i mean it was definitely just like listening to two people have one of a conversation like what we have which is a meandering nonsensical conversation but they are recording it so obviously if two people can just sit and make each other laugh and record it and then put it up and get advertisers, anything is possible. Anything is possible. That's awesome. Um, I seen the impeachment trial come over my YouTube station yesterday and I was like, 
I don't know if I can handle this today, but if it's really that good, I should go back and watch a little Well, bit. it's it, depending. So the thing that happened yesterday is they showed some footage that had not been released. It was actual security footage from inside the Capitol. Um, I could not believe this. They showed, I shit you not, and I'm, I'm guilty as sin uh, at running. I ran into the room with the TV when they said that they were showing this footage of the woman that got killed being shot, which I was like, I cannot believe that they're going to be showing this. What the actual fuck it was on PBS too. And my husband noticed the other day that they said fuck on PBS. Um, and he's like, it, it completely threw him for a loop. It, he, he, he like blinked and he was like shaking his head around. <laughs> um, but no, I, yeah, they showed the the footage of when they were when people were trying to hold the line of keeping the the building from being sw- swarmed. Um, it was just it was crazy. It was bananas. There was a lot of footage that had no sound to it of the poor little staff members all like trying getting like they're scurrying into a room together to then seal themselves inside and blockade the door and then like hide. It was just. It'll be interesting. It was really an interesting day, but we haven't heard from from the, we've only heard from the people that are saying impeach the motherfucker and we haven't heard from the legal team of the motherfucker yet. So uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll hear a lot of excuses about how he didn't specifically say to do anything. And that's, I feel like that is the MO. He has of- said to do anything but man he brought a lot of things out of the woodwork he did and and they did i thought this was an interesting point they did a word count of his speech that he made that day i think that they said that there was maybe like eleven thousand words in that speech the you the use of the word peaceful was used one time the use of the word fight was used 20 times so like the narrative and the wording and the way that it was worded is definitely leaning towards, I don't know, can you say it was incitement? Um, I, I guess we'll see. I guess we will see how tight legal arguments are. Damn, I, I hate that everything kind of boils down to law rather than common sense because they are not the same thing. <laughs> You just nailed that. Like, Shocker. holy moly. <laughs> just Common, what? Common sense. What is that? So today's topic, we'll get to it, is going to be um, a little bit closer to some of the, I guess the recent changes that we've both made to some, to our, our daily habits has really been in, um, instead of trying to, only focus on one thing at a time, which we know, you know, this, this idea is is that um, multitasking makes you do multiple things at once badly. We realize that. Yeah, we do realize that. And I feel like a little bit of the history of how we got here. Why don't you roll with the history? I don't remember. I think it really comes back to at the end of the year last year, doing that year in review and really coming down to breaking down all the all the different places in life 
that you should be reviewing at the end of the year to be able to project into the next year, right? And there were so many of them in the year in review. Like it was great. It was it was a great great, great starting point for us. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like there was too many pillars, so we kind of narrowed it down to the the solid four places in our lives that we really needed to be focused all of the time. Because you can't focus on seven things all the time, but if there's just four points that you can really be checking in on every single day and knowing that you've got goals around those four points, um, it makes it sizable, it makes it manageable. And so I just wanted to speak a little bit to that, how we came to this, in my opinion. And that year in review exercise, I feel, is such an important piece because if we're being really honest with ourselves, we plow, we just keep plowing forward. There is very, like when you think about a snowplow, a snowplow really isn't looking in its rear view mirror. It just continues to keep moving forward because that's its job that it needs to do. But, you know, if, if you looked behind you and you realized that you weren't even plowing the road anymore, <laughs> Wouldn't that be, I love analogies and that snowplow one is going to go, we are going to fold it up, tuck it in my pocket, keep yep. it forever. Um, yeah. And you know, I was actually, I've been filing all of our notes for the last couple of years and every single client that we've ever started with, that's been my first group of questions for them. What have you done in the past? What's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? You know, where, where are your issues lie? So we always try and start with a new client by reviewing, like mm -hmm. what's happened in the last year of your, of your business. Why do you feel like that's happened? What's fallen off the list? Those types of things. So I feel like we've had this grasp of knowing that you have to look back in order to move forward, to make sure that you're on the right path. Like you just said, like you look back and you're not even on the road anymore. Who knows? <laughs> Exactly. And I think too, that, um, that I really liked that when we did our year in review before we even started talking about goals or any of the life stuff, the whole practice really started with looking at things that you were proud of. And that was like a huge mindset shift is that I think that so many people head into that brainstorming session of year in review and they just like, it's so easy to remember everything that we failed at or didn't get done. The, the goals we set that we didn't meet. Like I could tell you how many months last year I set a goal for myself for my beach body business and didn't meet that goal. I mean, it's pretty much every month that, that, and so it's like those goals aren't necessarily the right goals. And so just because you set them doesn't mean that they're, that they align with what you want to accomplish or really even how you want to feel. Um, and that's also, I think just touching into the human design piece was um, a nice revelation that we had while we were formulating our, our own pillars was really looking at the desired outcome as a feeling or a result you can see. Um, you know, that for me was a big aha moment was to say, okay, so whether or not I ever meet this, this goal of, of, well, just success club, if you're, if you know Beachbody and you're a coach, you'll know what that means. 
but I didn't, you know, how does that make me feel? Well, I would maybe feel proud. I would definitely feel like I know that at least I made a certain amount of income for the month. I don't really look at those feelings that I want to have from it so much as just this number I want to get to. And I think that just even now I'm having that aha moment of I need to really sit down and I need to associate some feelings with it because I don't really feel in tune with a goal until I actually know how I'm going to feel if I reach that goal. That is well, like that a light bulb. Is everything. And I feel like that's part of it is I don't as women kind of set the bar, the expectation and then we never think about what that is going to feel like if we meet it or if we don't. Um, as women, like we talked about earlier today, we carry a lot of shame and a lot of guilt. So that's what we reflect on when we look back and go, oh, I didn't do that. And I didn't do that. And I didn't do that. And I didn't do that. So it was really, really refreshing to go, what are you proud of? What did you accomplish? Really thinking about those things and then thinking about what we didn't get done and why we didn't get it done. Like really, really focusing in on those whys because because expectation is a bitch. And sometimes we set our expectation and think that we're going to we're going to feel a certain way and then we don't, we're deflated. Even if we meet the goal, but we don't feel the way we thought we would feel, we're still uh, not. Yes, yes. Like it's just yes. not coming into play correct. It's that dreaded five pound thing. When I hear people say, I want to lose five more pounds, I'm like, why? Are you going to feel different when you see the scale five pounds less? Like I, and then I, the, <laughs> then I spent the weekend eating so many nachos that I think I gained five pounds in a day. So, I mean, does that make me feel like a complete piece of shit? I think that we've also, you touched on something. And first of all, hilarious that you talk about expectations. It's a sign it, and we're finding signs everywhere because this morning I had a situation. Um, I, and part of a, a group that is sober focused and someone was upset that they made it to one month sober and that nobody celebrated it, that nobody was like proud of them for it. And I was of all the people that, that knew that they were doing this. And I was like, uh, yeah, it's like being a mom and having no one really remember your birthday. It's, it's like, it really, I don't know how people don't, have their expectations constantly disappointed because of the fact that we set all of these things around our family, recognizing our achievements and they don't, and then we get pissed. So my advice, like I literally gave advice this morning. That's like, would you, you can't rely on other people to feel a certain way for you. Like you have to feel that way. And if they, if they celebrate you, great. If not celebrate yourself, like we all have to be, we have to be responsible to celebrate us because especially as entrepreneurs, there's not a lot of people that celebrate your success and it's really up to you to do it. it no one else is going to do it for you. If you make a sale, like no one's going to come around and be like, great job on your first sale. You're killing it. No, you have to do that. You have to dig in and be willing to say, I I'm going to give myself the accolades I feel I deserve because other people won't. Man, we are constantly disappointed by our family and friends when we set expectations around what they should, how they should celebrate us. <laughs> well, 
Oh, what, yeah, what, what they should be doing for us. I feel like part of that, you know, that expectation, and it's such a societal thing. It's a societal thing to expect the people around us to celebrate the way that we do, to work the way that we do, to have the same love language. I was thinking love language. Yeah, exactly. It just it, it's such a crappy expectation, and it will be crushed over and over again. That's how I, it, it leads to all sorts of different things. Depression. I mean, there's there's so many things that if you always reflected into yourself versus projecting what everybody else should be doing for you or feeling for you, it makes a world of difference. And think about how disappointment and our ability to cope with disappointment is, or our inability, let me correct myself, our inability to deal with disappointment is killing us like that. I think that we talk about the, um, all of the different reasons why people would turn to alcohol as their coping mechanism. And it's like, oh, plans got canceled. Alcohol will make you feel better. Um, that, that to me was like always a big thing is like, if I was disappointed, it was justification for doing the things that really weren't in alignment with, with my goals. And, um, some people really go through their life, like, looking to be disappointed in everything. Um, actually, this is an interesting piece. So my husband yesterday, he went to the doctor and he got some new medication, which it's nothing to be ashamed about. He got himself some new mental health medication. Um, and in thinking about this, you know, he told the doctor something about how the previous medicine had not, had, had stopped working. And, or, and then he also said he really didn't have high expectations out of the medication that he was being prescribed. <laughs> and I said something along the lines of, you know, it's almost like the opposite of the placebo effect. Like you're actually counterbalancing any positive effects of that medication by a disbelief that it will that it won't, that it won't work for you. Like imagine how many people use that, like where, they're like, oh, I'm going to feel better because of this. And they have like that psychosomatic reaction where they take the placebo and they get better because they believe. And it's almost like the opposite where he's like, you're taking a perfectly good medication. And you're not letting it work. <laughs> and you are canceling it out with your negative attitude. Like that to me, it cracked me up. Um, I'm like, that would be his experience in this world is that he is so so rebellious and such a fucking badass that he even medication even medication <laughs> won't succumb to him or yeah it's just ridiculous i love i love when you i love when I, you I do my, my my husband voice my poor husband i've been oh. mocking his voice for as long as we've been together because it's just like he it's always especially it's how he talks to me where <laughs> He says things like, she's, he said the dog was limping. And I said, oh, do you think her feet are cold? Oh, uh, you weren't even looking at her, Mary. He'll say my name <laughs> and he'll just be like, you want to see me lose my little Irish cool? Just say my name at the end of a sentence. Yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> or start it with my name. Um, Mary. <laughs> 
Mary. Oh my God. It like, it will enrage me. It's just as, it's just as bad as the words calm down. Mm. Chill out. They trigger the same shit in my brain. I'm like, Ooh, now you want to work. Yeah. And inside my brain, there is a little person who (laughs) is furiously trying to punch at something. And then there's a larger person pushing them against their forehead as they swing at air. Like that is what happens when someone tells me to calm down or, or be, or quiet down or any of those things as my, my little Irish person comes out like a little leprechaun, just. Oh. Um, evidently mine comes out and yelling for no reason. There's plenty of reason. There is plenty of reason I'm raising my voice right now. Yeah. You just don't seem to understand what it is. I don't ever yell for no reason. I always have a reason. <laughs> exactly. So. All right. We'll wrap it back. We'll take it back around to our four pillars. So, the, the, you know, I think that this is, we are working every single day to try to touch a little bit of these different areas of our lives. And it has been transformative because of the fact that it's, it's just, it's taking us outside of just whatever that normal grind is and really giving us purpose. It's kind of like, why would you sharpen a thousand pencils when you really just need one really good pencil? You just need one or four. And like the, like we had a million and one different things that we, we wanted to work on this year. And that year in review piece really helped us solidify like the most important things that would really help us move forward and then really build goals and milestones around those. And this podcast is one of those goals that we set, which we are at right now. I think we're both kind of in disbelief that we've been not really disbelief, but it's like, I don't know. How proud are you that we've now been doing something so strategic and so um, consistent for, let's just say, the last six weeks? I am so proud because I've been doing a lot of reflection because I've been filing all of our notes and all of our drive away. So I've been looking at our work and we've been working really hard for years, Mary. But we've kind of been a snowplow. I love this analogy now. Like we've been plowing forward and not really reflecting back. And I feel like the momentum that we've made since the beginning of the year is tremendous because we are actually seeing results very quickly and feeling results very quickly in these areas because we're so focused and we're so driven and we can still do these things daily because it's not overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I am so proud of us because I have seen more actual momentum in the last six, seven weeks than we had in years. In In two years. Yeah. This has definitely been, um, one of those things that I think it also speaks to as much as anyone thinks that they can get all the shit done on their own to start their own business and do their own shit. 
Um, I'm just going to tell you right now that the, what they say about if you're a coach, you need a coach is absolutely true. Um, there is going to be a level of accountability that you bring to your business when you start working with a coach that makes everything up to that point kind of seem like, like, like plowing dirt, like plowing a dirt road. Um, it's just, we, we got ourselves lined up with something that we are now seeing so much traction with and it's super exciting. And I feel like this has been a, a, a great example of all of the things that needed to happen lining up in a way I always looking for those signs, just like this episode topic today felt very much like a sign when I read something about this idea that we aren't the first people to come up with four pillars. That's okay. We don't that like this whole thing is, is that it works for all people, not just us. And so if we can bring that, that joy of finding the four pillars and finding the, the roots of each one for a person, I'm like, my nipples are hard just thinking about it. Oh, I know. And I feel like the difference for us this year is the difference between talking about doing and doing. We spend a lot of time, you and I are great idea people. We can, we can explode ideas until the cows come home, but talking about stuff and actually getting it into motion and getting it done this just fits. It fits very, very well. It fits like a glove. It feels comfortable. And I feel also bringing it always back to human design. This is what happens when people start feeling aligned. We understand each other's energy better. We both understand how the other works even better. And that, I mean, we thought we, we thought we knew each other from owning a business for two years together. And human design helped us know each other on an even deeper level and understanding our how we make decisions to give each other enough time to, and, and I feel like that is like a huge piece of our action is that now that we know that we sometimes need an emotional wave and then we make the decision and from that decision, there shouldn't be any any hindrance to taking whatever that action is if we've if we've taken enough time to make the decision in the first place. So fucking cool. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, Mary, do you have anything you want to share before we close this out? No, um, just that the weather is horrible, and I hope it only lasts a little while longer. Yeah. Yeah, we are going through a very extreme cold snap. It's uh, looking, they might even close schools. We'll see. It's, it was negative 20. Well, negative 29 with wind chill. And I think that's what they're looking at to determine if schools need to close or not. So it's pretty Ooh, fun. Now. No, I don't want to put Leo on a bus if the school's not open. I think it's, I don't know if they're, yeah, they're, they will start robo calling soon if they're going to be canceling school. Let me tell you. All right. So everyone, thank you so much for joining us. If you uh, can drop us a quick note, you can certainly email us if you'd like to uh, Mary's mentors at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Mary's mentors and on Facebook at Mary's mentors. Please go like what we're sharing. Um, subscribe to this podcast. We'd love to hear any thoughts that you have or questions we'd love to answer. Um, 
And I've heard rating and reviewing is great. I yeah, that's what I've heard too from every freaking podcaster. (laughs) Every podcast that we listen to. So and my kids with the YouTube like and subscribe. (laughs) All right. Well, Mary, why don't you close us out? All right. May all your days be bright and merry. (laughs) All right. Bye.